0: You're listening to Radio Albion, talk radio for the nationalist community. Welcome to the Daily Nationalist. Today's date is Monday, January 29th, 2024. This is Grandpa Dan. I'm streaming at RadioAlbion.com, and I'm awful glad you're here to start your work week off with us here at Radio Albion. As always, I'd like to start off by reminding you we do have our Sven Longshank support links here on the description page for the Daily Nationalist. Please find the time to drop him a postcard, an email, maybe a few bucks on his give, send, go account, just whatever. We just want to make sure that he doesn't think we forgot about him and I know y'all have done a great job and it's much appreciated from Sven and it's much appreciated from me on Sven's behalf so I do appreciate all of you who have done so and as always we all look forward to the day's released I am look forward we're going to have a long conversation I'm looking I'm looking forward to that day well as for today we have more escalation um, not really surprisingly in the Middle East with this drone attack on U.S. troops and Jordan. I wanted to get into this story. It's the latest happening story. And I do want to preface this by saying I have no idea if uh, Dr. Matthew Raphael Johnson plans to get into this on his Thursday uh Daily Nationalist. If he does so I'm sure there will be much more detailed information, much more background uh, you know, information to go with it. What I'm looking to cover here is just Kind of just hit the highlights of, of what's going on offer my own commentary on it. So if you see the story come up again on Dr. Johnson's Thursday show, I'm sure it's going to be something that won't want to miss. I won't be missing it. I'll be tuning in for it. I'm going to use uh, RT for the source of, uh, uh, of, today's, uh, of today's episode. And we'll just get right into it. Uh, I'm, I've got a couple here that I think I'm going to reference back and forth. One is their live update. Uh, page and the other one is just kind of a page dated uh, January 28th on this, uh, on this topic. I'm primarily going to use this one. Anyway, the headline here is U.S. troops killed in Jordan drone attack. Three U.S. Army soldiers have been killed and many others wounded by an overnight drone attack in Jordan, President Joe Biden has announced. The strike on a U.S. Army outpost represents a significant escalation and simmering tensions in the Middle East. Now, I said this before, as this continues to escalate, as we have these escalations, I said some time back, I said, you know, we have all these hundreds of military bases around the world. And those I predicted that those bases, as this escalates, that they, they become a vulnerability. These bases have all been set up as a means to project power, to bully other nations, where other nations look out across their borders and right across their border, they have all these U.S. military bases surrounding them and is meant to project power to intimidate other nations. But as the situation worldwide continues to deteriorate and the U.S. as an empire continues to crumble, these bases become a vulnerability because now you have all of these areas that can be attacked and they can't defend them all i mean that's that's just reality who knew that this outpost this tower 29 or whatever the hell it's called even existed nobody but it's there it wasn't a very big area it's this little vulnerable area and you see those are the areas that's easier to strike you got all of these vulnerabilities now in the form of all of these bases. And at some point in time, you would think somebody's going to have to say, well, we're we're setting, you know, the, the U.S. is setting itself up here by having all of these bases out here that can be hit. I was reading something else about this story, and they were condemning this as a dastardly terrorist attack. You go over into somebody else's country and set up a base there, And it's a military base. I'm sorry, but a strike on a military base is not a terrorist attack. You know, words need to have meaning. Terrorism has a specific meaning. And a strike against a military target is the opposite of terrorism. That's just war. But they don't want to call it war. They're trying to rename just like they do with everything else. They try to change the meaning of words and they try to rename it and say, this doesn't mean what it does mean. And now we say this is a horrible terrorist attack. Now, this little outpost was in Jordan, but it was part of a support for a bigger base in Syria, which is there illegally because they're there stealing. (laughs) They're there to steal the oil. I always laugh whenever they talk about in in the media this morning here, the mainstream media was was going on about these troops are there as part of assisting the operations in Syria. They're all there as a coordinated effort to fight ISIS or IS or whatever the hell they're calling them. They're marketing them as this week. And I, I wonder how many people are, how many people really, what percentage of the population is left that doesn't understand that ISIS is just made up by the U.S. and Israel? I mean, this is just... At this point, this should be common knowledge. You don't even have to be really somebody who digs into a lot of background facts to understand. It's just kind of like I was content, I was uh, contemplating this morning. How many people, what percentage of population, be interesting, do not believe, no longer believes the official narrative of 9-11? I think it's probably a significant population or percentage, rather, of the population that no longer believes that narrative. Of course, we're not going to get any real polling on that because that would be detrimental to the system. I would do, though. I'm curious because I wonder how many people don't know that ISIS, IS, or whatever the hell, they keep changing the name of it, is actually just, you know, it's 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 supported by the U.S. and Israel, this radical extremist Islamic group that just never attacks Israel. In fact, Israel, remember the story from several years ago where The Israeli government, the Israelis were providing medical support from that field hospital set up to treat ISIS fighters. And yet they continue to roll along like everybody believes it. You have to wonder how many people do. Let's get back to the story here. A press release issued by the U.S. Central Command on Sunday listed the number of American personnel injured in the attack at 25 Last night, three U.S. service members were killed and many wounded during an unmanned aerial drone attack on our forces stationed in northeast Jordan near the Syrian border, Biden said, in a statement issued by the White House on Sunday. While we are still gathering the facts on this attack, we know it was carried out by radical Iran-backed militant groups operating in Syria and Iraq. Now, they've been going hard on this Iran-backed, Narrative, Both with the Houthis and now with this, anytime anybody does anything, if it's Hezbollah, it's Iran-backed, Iran-backed. You have to wonder where they're going with this. Lindsey Graham and a few other lunatic senators have come out and demanded that the U.S. attack Iran directly. Never mind this, this is completely ignoring the fact that the U.S. military doesn't have the capability to take on Iran. I mean, let's be honest here. The, the the same military that was run out of uh run out of Afghanistan by the Taliban, by the Taliban, is going to turn around and take on Iran, but it's gonna be somehow different. It's gonna be different this time. You gotta love the arrogance and the hubris in these people's reasoning. Their reasoning is they allege that these groups that launched these attacks are Iranian, uh are Iranian-backed. Now how much influence around has on these groups. I don't know because I can't believe anything these people tell you, but let's give them the benefit of the doubt for a minute because let, let's follow this line of thought, this arrogant line of thought to its logical conclusion. So let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's say that these are every one of these groups is just a proxy force That's been that's been utilized by Iran to attack our freedoms and our democracy value of who we are in a patriotic America. Let's just say that now you have these lunatics like Lindsey Graham that come out and say the answer to this. We can't bother attacking these proxy forces. We got to go to the source. These proxy sources are being backed by Iran and they say that we need to militarily strike Iran and let them know that America that we need to release the screaming eagle on Iran. If you follow that reasoning then what's holding Russia back from striking the US the EU and the UK? If you're going to apply that Standard, Uh, hear me out here, this was the same asshole, by the way, who went over to Kiev and was sitting there with Zelensky and going and and was on film chuckling about how great it is that they're killing Russians. They're making no, no bones about the fact that the Ukraine is a proxy force being utilized by the U.S., and then the same idiot in his arrogance, it just amazes me. You have evil people, but I don't know, it, 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 I guess it, maybe it's a blessing that the evil people who run this country are so stupid, so arrogant, so stupid. So the guy, these people openly are proclaiming, while trying to claim they're not a part of the fight, they're not a part of the war Against Russia, because we're using proxy forces here. So that technically means we're not doing it. Then they turn around and says, Well, it doesn't matter that Iran is using proxy forces. We need to attack. We have the justification to attack Iran. And they just assume that nobody will use that same logic against them. Against the US whose power is declining daily. I don't You would have to be living under a rock because the most casual observation the u.s empire is is deteriorating very rapidly i I mean just just a casual observation reveals this as as reality you can read any numbers of different news sources not the U.S. mainstream, that's just mouthpiece for the government. And, and people are openly talking about all sorts of people of different political affiliations are talking about how the U.S. empire is observably in decline. And yet these people operate like well Russia would never the Russia would never dare. They would not dare to use our own logic and our own words against us and to apply the same standards to us because we're American exceptionalism or something. The decline is observable on a daily basis. The U.S. sent some warships over there. They're going to they're, they're, they're secure. They're going to secure the Red Sea against these Houthis. And yet, I just read a story there where they were escorting a couple of container ships, and because they got fired on from the Houthis, this is after the U.S. and the U.K. unleashed the Screaming Eagle, and 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 bombed Yemen. They're still launching these attacks, so they had to turn around and flee. <laughs> and turn around and flee out of the Red Sea. It's becoming more and more apparent, and yet these people continue to live in this fantasy land. You have these morons like Lindsey Graham come out and say, well, you need to attack around directly. With what forces? <laughs> this isn't 1980. I mean, what forces are you planning to use? What military are you planning to use? You, have to, you had to hightail. You had to flee from Afghanistan, leaving all your stuff behind to get looted, this is what's called being routed in the old days. You can't stop the, you can't protect a couple of container ships. I mean, what force do they plan to unleash on Iran? Prior to Friday, there had been at least 158 attacks on U.S. and coalition forces in Iraq and Syria, according to CNN. However, the vast majority of the operations have not posed a serious threat or caused major damaged infrastructure. On this occasion, U.S. air defenses appear to have failed to intercept the drone strike, which was the first on the facility known as Tower 22, since attacks on U.S. and coalition targets in the region escalated on October 17th. U.S. forces are are stationed in the region to provide training and assistance to Jordanian troops. Now, because they lie to us about everything, this kind of, it just almost jumps out as a red flag. It was a a drone, not a hypersonic missile. This was just a drone. But somehow, for whatever reason, on this occasion, the air defenses failed to operate, and this thing got through and struck it. Now, we know the state that the U.S. military is in. It's quite possible the air defenses just happened to not be working that day, or perhaps it was staffed by incompetent troops that were busy taking a nap or something. But you also have to find it curious that you've had 150 something attacks or whatever it is and but this time somebody was asleep at the wheel like they just weren't expecting this to happen and for reasons this didn't get through. It's funny watching this go back and forth in the media because on the one hand it looks like a lot of these some of these Biden people you know really they they don't want to get sucked into this and yet other forces are drawing them into it. Israel obviously wants to get the U.S. into a war with Iran. They, too, see that the U.S. empire is crumbling, and so the clock is ticking on using the U.S. golem to attack Iran. This is very readily apparent, and you have some people in Washington that look as though they really kind of don't want to do that. But we know who the client state is here. I read articles from well-meaning people sometimes, because, you know, it's possible. Look, you read articles and it's like, yeah, this guy doesn't get this, this or this. But on this other point over here, he does get that. You know, and, and it's interesting. I was interested in how other people see things. But I read articles. I was reading an article the other day and I've read several and they will talk about, you know, well. You know, they, they refer to Israel as a US client state. So you have the US bending over backwards over one of its client states in the Middle East. And I always chuckle at that because they have it backwards. It's the US, it's Washington, DC, it's the U.S. government that is a client state to Israel. Any again, this is just casual observation is who the client state here these people have that backwards it's the u.s government that gets yanked around by israel if israel was the client state then the u.s government would be like yeah no hey look you need to cool this and this is what you're going to do they would go in there and tell netanyahu no you're not going to carpet bomb them because this is dragging us into something we don't want to be dragged into we're doing these other operations somewhere else Instead, they go in there and whine at Netanyahu, and Netanyahu flips him off and goes on and does whatever the hell he wants to. Now Israel's uh, threatening that they're going to attack Hezbollah, which I I, I I think that may be kind of a bluff. If they do do that, I don't think that's going to work out very well for them. But you've got Israel, and in the U.S., is I think there's a lot of elements in the U.S. government that don't want to get sucked into this, but it doesn't matter because they're the client state. It's kind of like when Zelensky showed up early on in the conflict with Russia and was ready to sign a peace deal. and Boris Johnson flew in there and told him, no, you're not. You're not allowed to do that. And he had to go home without signing a deal. That's what happens when you're the client state. When you're the client state, your sponsor comes in and tells you what you will and will not do. If your sponsor tells the client state you're going to feed more people into the meat grinder, that's what Zelensky's going to do. Likewise, when Washington flies in and whines at Netanyahu and he says to hell with you, we're going to do whatever we want. And by the way, we're going to do everything we can to suck you into a war with Iran. You see, you can see the dynamic here. Who's the sponsor and who's the client state? There is no equivalent to APAC for the American people in Israel. Boris Johnson ain't going to fly in and tell Netanyahu what he is and is not going to do because we know who the client state is. And we know who the sponsor is. Oh, where are we at? Oh, we got to have meaningless rhetoric here. Let's hear some meaningless, re- meaningless rhetoric. The three Americans, the three American service members, just dawdling. Oh, idiot! I, I, I seen him making some of these statements on the news, you know, video of him. And the guy doesn't know where he's at. Also, I find it more and more curious that uh, from a side profile, Biden is looking more and more like uh, Walter, you know, the gosh, the ventriloquist, you know, Walter, the grumpy old puppet. He looks just like him from the side profile. They should just make Walter the president because it'd be the same. <laughs> okay, anyway, I'm sorry, I'm getting off on a tangent. The three American service members we lost were patriots in the highest sense, Biden said in his official statement and their ultimate sacrifice will never be forgotten by our nation. Yes, it will. It will be forgotten faster than the death of an anime side character that you saw in one episode. Then at the end of the episode, they die, and you don't care. Nobody, they're going to be forgotten tomorrow. I mean, they're going to be forgotten by their families. I understand. I'm not belittling the loss that these families have. Please understand that. I'm not belittling the loss. But this nonsense, they will not be forgotten. Like 20 years from now, yes, we're going to have a Memorial Day for the three soldiers that got killed in Jordan at Tower 22. No, we're not. They're going to be forgotten tomorrow. These are anime side characters as far as the vast, as far as the population's concerned. Of course, they're going to be forgotten. Biden's already forgotten because he's he's forgotten what, he's forgotten what he had for breakfast this morning. Biden's saying we're not going to forget. Biden don't even know. He don't even know what day it is. He's already forgotten. And going to forget. We will never. You know, yes, we're going to honor our heroes from here on because that's what we do. The U.S. president added, "We will carry their commitment to fight terrorism." No, I. This is not terrorism. We know what terrorism is. I can't I'm I'm sorry. But when I see this abuse of words of language where they change the meaning of words to suit what they want it to be a strike on a military facility against a military target is not terrorism. When the Ukraine purposely strikes civilian targets in a marketplace in Russia, that is terrorism. They're trying to strike fear into the into the civilian population, hoping that that will exert political pressure to change policy that the government of that opposing nation has. That is terrorism. Intentional strikes against the civilian population to affect a political change. Military strikes on a military target and military soldiers being killed. That's war. That is not terrorism. They've tried to change his definition of terrorism. Does anybody that does anything against us, that is terrorism. <laughs> All right. What, what, let's see here. What did the doddering old fool? He didn't say this. And by the way, these are statements. Statements released. They just put his name. On the end of them, we will carry their commitment to fight terrorism and have no doubt we will hold all those responsible to account at a time and a manner of our choosing. You see, all of these statements are developed by marketing people at a time and a place of our choosing. You see, because in the marketing sense, this is supposed to project who's got the superior power here. You see, we're going to strike you. At a time and a place. You see, we are so in control. We are so in control. We'll pick the time and the place when we drop the hammer. When we drop the hammer on America's enemy. We do it when we choose to not. You don't dictate to America, buddy. America dictates to you. This is all gibberish. This is just marketing. Marketing. You see, you say this in this way, it projects the idea we are so in. The U.S. government is so in control. They'll pick the time and the place and exactly what goes down. Well, apparently somebody else picked the time and the place to send the damn drone. Got your shit blown up. They, they were in control that day. Yeah, you might be in control when you launch a missile or some crap. But uh, when they launched this drone, you weren't in control. And apparently no one was in control of your air defenses. They were either sleeping or told to stand down. Who knows what? Because you can't believe anything these people say. Or maybe the maybe the air defenses broke down. They're waiting on parts. Who the hell knows? But to act like we are so in control, you see, we will decide when we rain hell down on it in the name of the red, white, and blue. It's funny to hear these people... Talk about, you know, we're going to figure out a way, you know, to, to keep this from happening again. Well, it's a real easy answer. Why the hell do you have a pay? Ba- Why are you in Syria? The Syrian government damn sure didn't invite you in there. <laughs> They're stealing the oil. We, we got to find a way to protect our freedom fighters. <laughs> Fighting for democracy in Syria while they steal oil. I want to reference a little bit some of these from the update page. Washington has no interest in. In a direct conflict with Tehran and does not wish to enter another war in the Middle East, White House National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby has insisted, quote, we are not looking for war with Iran and we're not looking to escalate the conflict in the region, Kirby told uh, the Today Show. By the way, I saw him on the CBS morning news and he was was issuing the same canned statements as the way these always work. These interviewers, the media people ask them the pre-prepared questions and he gives the pre-prepared answers. But we're supposed to pretend that we have an actual, you know, functioning free press in the country somehow, by the way. Now, I do think, like I said earlier, I do think there are elements in here that don't want a wider conflict. But again, When you're the client state, you don't really get a say in that now, do you? I also find it funny how these people are bending over backwards and turning themselves into gymnastic pretzels to avoid pointing out that all of this is related to what Israel's ethnic cleansing genocide of the Palestinians. They're bending over backwards, trying to not mention that you have this big, gigantic inverted triangle star of david elephant in the room where israel is ethnically attempting to ethnically cleanse the palestinians and they're bending over backwards trying to make sure that that is not connected you see the houthi's are just they're just attacking they they're just attacking ships for no reason so we have to stop their craziness we're we're bombing israel's enemies but that has nothing to do with what israel is doing and then they have to turn around and talk about, oh, we're don't, we we're seeking to de-escalate things in the region. No. Nope. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Now, I mean, a lot of people have war gamed this. People at the Pentagon, they've war gamed this and it's not going to turn out well. You know, you've still got a lot of people that have this illusion, you know, of, of what the U.S. can and cannot do. But a lot of people in, in positions of power do understand people at the Pentagon of War game, this, and they do understand where they're at. Remember, these conflicts over the last 20 years, at least, it's not about, quote unquote, winning like the American people think. It's about blowing stuff up and using up munitions so that they can generate profit for the military industrial conflicts and the bankers. You know, I mean, the the U.S. government wages these wars and spends these trillions of dollars on these wars. And it's money that they borrow. (laughs) They borrow at interest. So the banks prosper, the banks profit from it, and the military industrial complex profits from it. That's the purpose of a lot of, you know, of of what these wars do. Now you're getting sucked into this thing with this whole greater Israel project. And now the fact that it's, it's undeniable who's the client state or not. It kind of adds another element to this. So you've got Israel wants the U.S. It's pretty obvious that Israel wants the U.S. to to fight to get in a war with Iran. As as things currently stand, I mean, you've got a little bit of friction here because you've got people. Like I say, you've got some people in Washington that've looked at this and they're like, "We won't win. <laughs> we, we we're gonna lose." But ultimately, the client state does does what their sponsor says. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Continuing with the Kirby quote here. He noted, however, that President Joe Biden is currently considering what actions the U.S. may take in response. We're supposed to believe this old doddering fool is actually sitting around deep in thought, deep in thought about what actions the U.S. is going to take. Probably whip off something from like the Korean War. Have you tell MacArthur that what he needs to do, sir, MacArthur has been long dead, sir. Anyway, he noted that President Biden is currently considering what actions the U.S. may take in response to the, attack on, the attacks on his troop in Jordan. There is a range of options to look at, Kirby said, stating that Washington wants a stable, secure, prosperous Middle East. And we want these attacks to stop. Well, let's see, then you could start by demanding that Israel quit. Ethnically cleansing the Palestinians, the Houthis have already said that once that happens, they'll they'll go ahead and let ships head into Israel. I mean, they they were very upfront about what that means, and it's just cut off the money, cut off all the money and weapons you're shipping to Israel, and and then Netanyahu might have to listen to you. But for some mysterious reason, that doesn't ever seem to be an option that's on the table. A source familiar with the U.S. position told Bloomberg that the strike in Jordan would, quote, force a stronger response than what the U.S. has done so far since the Israel-Hamas war broke out in October. According to Bloomberg, one possible option is carrying... (laughs) Remember now, these are the same people that say a strike on a military target against soldiers is somehow terrorism. One possible option is carrying out a covert attack on Iran without claiming responsibility for it. Another option is the targeted assassination of Iranian officials, similar to how in 2020, a U.S. drone strike in Iraq killed General uh, Soleimani. I probably didn't get the name but you know, you remember Soleimani. So, they just admitted here that exactly what they did when they, they used a drone and killed this Iranian general, but yet somebody launches a drone, they blame Iran for it, and 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 kills three U.S. Randos, that's terrorism. It really does speak volumes to the amount of arrogance that they can openly make these contradictory, you know, put these contradictory positions out there and just assume that nobody's that nobody's going to notice. Do they really, I mean, at some point in time, people are going to call you bluff. You can bluff at the table. I, I've said this before. In fact, I, I, I really hit it home on, a, on on one of the previous shows. But so, there's so many times you can sit at the table and bluff. I mean, there, there, there just is. And at some point in time, people are going to start calling your bluff. And we're already seeing that. The Houthis are calling their bluff. And they're kind of one of the smaller players. And they're successfully calling the bluff. Now, they keep pushing these chips in on Iran. Now, if they go this route that they're throwing out their trial ballooning out there and launch a drone attack or launch a, a assassination of some top-ranking Iranian officials, they're just assuming nothing will happen. But the other side gets a say in this. The other side gets a say in in whether or not something happens. Maybe. The next time it won't be rando soldiers that get killed. Maybe it'll be somebody of higher rank. I laugh at the way they try to demonize Russia and the Ukraine as these brutal invaders. And yet you have all of these officials from America, the UK and the EU, and they fly in and out of Kiev for photo ops. And I was reading a story about I don't even remember who it was flew in there for a photo op like they want to do. And, and and in the article, they stated that they actually, you know, coordinate this with Russia. They let Russia know ahead of time, hey, you know, this high ranking British official is flying into Kiev for, you know, for a photo op with Zelensky. Please don't shoot his plane down. You know, at, at some point in time, if you're going to open this this deal, you're going to start killing other people's officials. But yet you're going to fly all around these parts of the world for a photo op. You know, at some point in time, maybe somebody's going to push their chips in and say, "You know, you're expecting everybody to fold," and somebody's going to push their chips in and say, "No, I'm 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 calling your bluff." Okay, it's time for tip for tap. They always say that you know, oh, we we don't want this to escalate, but they assume that they are in control. But you're not. The other side always has a say so in the manner, and just because everyone else at the table thus far has by and large. Folded. Now you have the Houthis, and they're not folding. They're said they they keep they keep pushing the bet in. They're staying at the table, and the U.S. doesn't know what to do. They're expecting everybody to fold. And if some of the bigger players quit folding, they do some sort of targeted assassination of Iranian officials, and use their word magic. Oh well, we're not claiming responsibility for this. Why we we, we it was ISIS. It was it was ISIS that did it the other side has a say in it they might push uh, their chips in harder we're going to watch this uh, i'll be watching this same as the rest of y'all uh, as it unfolds we're going to we're going to keep watching this just continues to escalate and it's all tied to israel israel is the big <laughs> israel is the big stinking turd in the middle of this punch bowl the media can continue to try to ignore that you know all they want to but nobody's buying it You know, really, everybody understands on some level or another that this is the center of this. If the the U.S. were to, they're not going to, but if the U.S. were to cut off Israel and say, no, we're not going to have any part of your genocide, ethnic cleansing any longer, we're we're condemning this, we're not supporting you at all until you stop this, this would actually deescalate the situation, and this is common sense. And a lot of people understand this. The fact that the U.S. is not going to do that makes all of the rest of their pronouncements about wishing to de-escalate the situation fall flat. Again, they can the media can ignore it all they want to. But everybody in the world, everybody on the face of the planet understands that the center of this is Israel this whole undying support for Israel, this pledged eternal support for Israel that the. US government does I you have to think at some point in time more and more people are asking are going to start asking what are we getting out of this why does it have to why do we have to offer our undying support for Israel doesn't seem like there's much in it. For the rest of us, we'll wrap up on that note. I thank you for joining me today. I'll be back tomorrow with my Parish of the Patriots program. Dr. Matthew Raphael Johnson will be here on Wednesday with the Orthodox Nationalist. I know all of you uh, look forward to that. Uh, Dr. Johnson will be back on Thursday with uh, his usually geopolitical centered uh, daily nationalist. I don't know if he's going to talk about this topic or not. And uh, of course, I'll be back on Friday to wrap your week up. So I hope you all have a good week. Keep the faith. And as always, we'll see you next time. You're listening to Radio Albion. Talk radio for the nationalist community.